Good morning, Flagler County. This is Danielle Anderson, your host of Lifeline, connecting you to positivity here in our community. And we have a very interesting guest in the studio today. Good morning, Townsend. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm good, good. So um, we are all going to be learning about you today because um, we haven't met and I pretty much like cover everything in the community. So I'm excited to hear kind of what you do and um, where you came from. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, father of three, been married for about 16 years. Uh, we're based out of St. Augustine. Um, so that's where I grew up, went to high school there, uh, went off to college and wrestled at uh, West Virginia University and then came back essentially home. Uh, I got married young, I think basically as a teenager. Um, from there, uh, we started a business when I was about 23, 24. That was a coffee distribution company. Um, and that was when my first son was born. And then I didn't realize this till after all my kids were born, but, uh, right around the time my second kid was born, started another company. And that was a, uh, uh, the Auburn group. That was a contracting company. And then when my third son was born, uh, we started another company, which was vending machines and micromarkets. Uh, oh, wow. yeah. So I didn't realize it back then, but apparently, uh, I guess psychologically, whenever I have a kid, I panic and think I need some sort of new income stream and create a business. <laughs> so at the time when you're living, just things are happening, uh, but looking back on, I'm like, oh yeah, well, there's clearly a, a pattern there. <laughs> so, uh, so we had three businesses in St. Augustine uh, around 2019. Uh, one of those big uh, uh, global companies um, acquired us, uh, and that all kind three of, businesses. Mm-hmm, yep, did all three at the same time because they were uh, they were they they kind of worked together. Um, so there was some harmony there, and that company was in that space and more. Um, but that kind of uh, allowed us to financially retire and kind of do whatever we wanted to do in life. And so uh, we decided two things. I had been um, writing some uh, some notes and advice to my boys because I, I started having dreams in my late twenties that I was going to start that, that I was going to die basically before I hit the age of thirty. Um, and so I started, you know, kind of just jotting them notes and telling them the things that I would want them to know. Um, that way, if I were to die, it wouldn't be uh, grandparents or friends and family members sitting there saying, hey, this is what your dad would have wanted for you. This is what your dad would have thought. It could be actually from dad, you know, essentially from the grave. Um, so I started putting those uh, pieces together. Um, I kind of wrote up I, I halfway through. I kind of shifted it to like a uh, a book format. I was just, I was writing to other people because I thought it'd be a great book for parents. Nice. And then when I finished that, I realized this is a terrible book. I could not <laughs> even read it. It was it would put me to sleep every time. Apparently, parenting books are boring, so I never published it. So it sat on a shelf. And when we sold the companies and retired, uh, you know, we were still young. We were about thirty three, and my wife was thirty one, and our kids were at that time ages three, six, and nine. Um, we kind of, like perfectly spaced out. Yeah, about two and a half years. Was, was, <laughs> we have a rhythm, apparently. <laughs> uh, and so at that time, you know, we decided we want to do two things. One, I wanted to start putting out that dad content because I felt like um, I was never really an internet social media person. Um, but I realized I could just start taking one-liners from that book, kind of dust it off, and just putting put it out there on social media. So that's what we did, and it did pretty good on Instagram. Um, and at the same time, uh, we wanted to travel, so uh, we kind of. Uh, Bought, bought a big RV, had never done RV nice. before. We're a tenting kind of family. We're, we like to go to state parks and we like to you know put up a tent and hang out for the weekend, which in Florida you can only do like three, four months out of the year. Um, uh, so it was a new experience for us, but we wanted to travel. We, we've never been out west. We're small business owners, so we never really got to uh, explore very far because when you're a small business owner, you're kind of always tied to, to where you're at because there's always a fire to put out. And the, the fires always come when you go on vacation. Right. So <laughs> vacations were really long weekends and they were you know within three to four hours because you wanted to be able to get back and, and take care of a customer um, if, if that needed to happen or put out some sort of fire. Um and so that's what we did. So uh, we, we created the 100% Dad brand. We started putting out that content. 
and then we started traveling. And uh, uh, that was, let's see, we were supposed to leave in March of 2020. And of course, you know, COVID hit in March of 2020. That kind of stalled us. Uh, We're a little nervous about leaving everything we know because we're a very stable family. Like we had the same house for all 10 years. Like we we lived in the same community. We had the same friends. Like we're a very stable family. So leaving was kind of weird. But then COVID happened and then that was miserable. Those two week shutdowns were just, I don't know if you remember, but like beaches were like you would get in trouble for going out to the beach, which is what you do in Florida. Um, we, we actually bought new bicycles and started riding bikes again because yep. we just wanted to get outside. And, I, and So we were always bike riders because we've got the trail to nowhere out there on 207. So we would, oh, we would do that know. all the time um, already. But, yeah, it got really crowded. <laughs> so all of a sudden, you know, which was one of the great ancillary benefits to shutting the country down is families actually got together again and right. started doing family things, which was really awesome. Um, it's one of the things we've always liked about camping, too. Tent camping and both RV camping is – it's always family. That's where you find great dads because those are dads that want to spend time with their family. And that's one of the biggest variables we found is is the amount of time dad spends with kids, dad spends with mom, uh, directly really correlates to that. success in the family. Yeah. yeah. It, it kind of solidifies that unit. Oh, sure. Well, yeah. And just it enables communication beyond, you know, when you're busy and running around, like you only get surface level. But when you get to go and be bored together, essentially, when you, when you have to kind of get the creative juices flowing because you're out in the woods and well, nothing really to talk about. There's no radio to entertain you. There's no phone to entertain you. You just your brain just kind of starts thinking differently. So you get into deeper discussions. You get into weird discussions sometimes. <laughs> you're just trying to figure out what words rhyme with other words. You, just, you know the tangents that spin off of boredom um, and and getting those creative juices flowing are 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 really fun. It just enables a deeper connection with with family. So. It's like cool campfire stories and Scrabble comes out and oh sure yeah. doing like card games like Uno absolutely dude that's so. How do you think the American family dynamic has changed and, you know, how do we get it back? I know because most people are like, oh, we can't go back to the 1950s. You know, a family is so different now. It doesn't necessarily have to involve a dad and all that stuff. And what do you think about that kind of stuff? Yeah. So there's not one answer for everything. There can't be. Um, I think one – I'm not even quite sure how to answer that. Um, you can have success in multiple ways. I think – well, I don't even think all the studies show that if you have a complete family unit, that is your best statistically your best chance for success. Um, that doesn't mean a single mother can't make it. That doesn't mean a single father can't make it. That doesn't right. mean a, um, a same sex household or marriage household can't make it. Um, we're just talking pure statistics there. Yeah. Um, same thing with blended families. There's blended families that are absolutely fantastic. There's also blended families that are horrendous. So (laughs) there's also traditional families that are horrendous. So there's no one answer that covers everything. So on a question like that and and when you're studying the space, you kind of have to look at like macro statistics, like the big picture. You can't just isolate one event right? um, because there's lots and lots of variables. But in the big picture, family unit, mom, dad, dad being involved and dad being involved in a good way. Positive, yeah. Right. If if you have a – a dysfunctional father, a abusive father, that clearly changes that whole dynamic. You can no longer say that the family unit is the best thing in that scenario because uh, that leads to much worse results. So, Most definitely. So like when you're out there and you're hearing from parents, I mean, okay, so you, did you actually make a book book? So we, I have a book in production right now. Okay. That has not been released. Uh, we're going through final edits. Um, that is a fun one. Um, I've really enjoyed writing. So what's it about? We, we we do have a book that's released that is a best of memes. So that's more of like a coffee table book, a book you can keep at the <laughs> office or in the bathroom reader, uh, that kind of thing. So that's our memes. With uh, so we've got we did best on Instagram at one hundred dad. Um, 
And so we kind of went through all of our, our memes back when Instagram was a meme platform and not a uh, video platform. Uh, and we kind of picked out the best ones, the ones that got the best results. And so we made a book uh, of that, and you can get that on Barnes & Noble. And that's uh, that's called The Best of 100% Dad. That's so um, cool. Yeah, that, that was a fun one. I mean, you're um, picked up by Barnes & Noble. I mean, that's like like you're legit at that point, right? Yeah, so, well, no. Uh, anybody <laughs> can do that. So I won't say we're, we're, we're that legit because um, that was self-published. And uh, self-published through Barnes and Noble's publishing company. But there's nothing wrong with self-publishing, and nowadays oh, gosh, no, I don't like, think so. Yes, but I can't it. sit there and say that no, they picked us up and gave us a big advance and, and stock us in all their in all their uh, stores or anything like that. That's no, so it's, cool it's, to be able to say Barnes and Noble. Yeah, no, I, I have no problem with that at all. <laughs> yeah, my daughter loves that place. I mean, she spends every dime she has there. And they've actually shifted there because that was one of the industries you thought was going to go under. So this is getting into my business mind now. Um, they've actually shifted, I think, in a very smart way with the way they've redone their stores. And they've kind of – because they could have gone the way of Blockbuster real quick. And I think if you look at the other one, was that like Books a Million, things like that? Yeah. I think they did go under. Um, if not, they're about to. Uh, but they've shifted it, I think, in a really smart way of what their stores offer and, and how they operate. Because um, you're right. You go there now and kids like to go there. Yeah. Uh, and, and they have much more like a bigger game section and things like that. So Well, she's um, 23 and she still digs like anime and stuff like that. Sure. So it's like they've got it. She loves it. Yeah, they, they've gotten into certain niche markets, which is good. Um, but yeah, my kids love going there too. Like it's one of our favorite things to do because yeah. uh, we're not always in big towns. When we go to a big town, one of the things <laughs> go to Barnes and Noble. You know, mom and dad can get a coffee, you can maybe get a treat for the kids or something. And we we're ferocious readers as well, so we like books. Um, but you know, they even actually they took them away around COVID. But they always had the train um, the train kits and the things kids to play section. with and stuff. Yeah, yeah and the kids love that in their game section, their puzzles, their. Uh, you know, even their magazines, like our kids don't even know what magazines are. So they're like floored by the magazine experience. Oh, wow. Yeah. Go, I mean, you're talking like it makes you feel old. We actually went to, in Bend, Oregon, there's the last um, blockbuster. We were just talking about them. <gasps> no. So the last one, and there's a whole um, documentary on that on Netflix. Um, and our kids loved blockbuster. We went there on a Friday night. Blockbuster experience. You know, this is what we grew up with. They selected their three movies. We yes. rented them for everything. And they didn't understand why every single town in America doesn't have one of these. And we're like, shoot, there used to be four in every single town in America. Right. It used to be the thing to do. Uh, I mean, when Redbox came out, and I was so scared to use that. I was like, what is this? Redbox was – Netflix was even weirder back in the day because it was the mail-in service. Uh, you know, when you actually got the DVDs in the mail. Oh and then gosh. you had like three days. You had to return it, that whole thing. I never did um, that, but I mean the Redbox thing. My friend was like, "Why aren't you using Redbox?" I'm like, um, "No." And then now they're wheeling them out. Goodbye. Anyway, yeah, well, now we're plugging like all these amazing. I know <laughs> we're going different directions. I didn't even finish like my background on me. So, so the touring of uh, you got to COVID. That. So we made a big RV. So did we got the RV. Go, we wrapped it. Did you get to go RVing? Oh yeah. So we made COVID. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. So we got uh, so COVID shut the country down, and that kind of. It took us out of our rhythms and our elements and everything, and we realized well, this is just not fun. So um, our original plan was to go up the East Coast, go up through Canada, then kind of come back down. We're going to zigzag the country that way. Um, East Coast was the worst place to be during COVID. Everything was shut down. Oh, um, especially they, in they Northern they were, England, New England, oh, right? Oh, gosh, yeah. It was, it was, they, they were the most excessive on their stuff. Well, for the most, as a giant region. Uh, so we we decided just to we're going to leave like this is it's not fun being here in St. Augustine anymore because everything's shut down. So might as well just go. We'll go to the middle of the country where there's no people. There's lots of land. There's lots of space. We'll go to the national parks. That'll be great. So we'll start there. Were they open? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so we did that. And um, everyone else in the world had the same idea. So we went to places we thought would be abandoned, and no, they were they were packed with people. National parks, camping, all that stuff. Um, and 
it got even worse like the following year where everybody bought our, the RV world went crazy campground <laughs> like when we went out we had no problem you could call the day of you could get a camp spot anywhere um, we start when we get out to California the next year I mean spots were booked a year in advance um, it was it was a whole different world it was just packed and busy now the population dynamics are different over there um, so we went out to the middle of the country um, and we had fun and that's where we started um, and then we learned you know us silly Floridians we thought the further north you get the colder it gets. So we got to like Montana, Dakotas, things like that. And we're like, oh, it's summer, but it'll be cold. It's, we're going north. It wasn't? That is not the case. It is brutally hot up there. Um, elevation matters. So you oh. get up like Colorado at elevation, but you go to the bottom and it's super hot. So you're talking 90, 100 degrees. And we're from St. Augustine. You guys are from Palm Coast. You, you get that coastal breeze. It keeps the bugs off you. It keeps the temperatures <laughs> down. Inland Florida is less fun unless you're at a spring. Um, and so that's the way it is out there. It's, man, everyone complains about Florida being hot. It was brutally hot out there. There's no coastal breeze. Uh, and you're closer to the sun, right? Uh, Are I don't, you? Well, no, I, what elevation I think you'd be closer to the sun. Um, I don't know how it works on that. Um, I know the, the dynamics of the country are interesting. I just never got to explore. Like Montana, they call it big sky country, genuinely feels like a massive sky. Wow. Like it is interesting. Like you go out there and you're like, it's huge. What did the <laughs> kids never say? Ending. What did they think? Was it amazing? They loved it. Yeah. For, for them, it was an adventure. Um, uh, and we create like little family videos. Uh, we were making them for our, uh, um, I guess our final a little bit, but mostly for like our family and friends. And we were always kind of a family video um, family anyway. So we make a video for every stop we went and we rewatch them. And so that was one of the, the good things because, you know, we traveled for three years, uh, did over 75,000 miles. Uh, we did 183 different campgrounds or, or different stops with the RV. Um, and then from there, we would be parked and we'd explore within like a couple hours of that place. Um, so we did a lot. And uh, uh, going back and watching those videos has been incredibly helpful just in uh, jolting our memory and being able to like re-trigger memories and re-trigger uh, and recreate these things because uh, you lose it. Even as adults, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot we did that. Right. Um, now, <laughs> we did it an excessive amount. I mean, it was – that's the extreme level. Um but it's so but, much fun. What an experience for the kids. Sure. Well, that was one of the things we've recommended um, uh, to fathers and, and, and parents and families is, you know, I used to be the person that says, hey, keep the phones out or, or keep the phones away. Like, I don't think you should be staring at your phone. And I still don't think you should be staring at your phone. But right. I will say, pull out your phone out. There's such good cameras. Record moments. If you're at right. the playground, pull it out. Like, like videotape yourself pushing your kid on the swing. You're going to love it later. Yes. And it's all about later. Like right now, you don't care. But it's five, ten years from now that you're going to be like, oh, I'm so glad we have that. It's, especially if you're if you're saved, like if you're keeping them in a file, you're keeping them safe. You load them to a cloud or a backup drive, and <laughs> and if you learn, get like a free basic editing program, and like and you cut out the boring and the shaky footage, and you just kind of save the best pieces of it, and kind of make a little like a monthly or quarterly or even yearly um, compilations of, oh, of, awesome. of what you've done. Yeah, and it's just because it makes it more easy to watch. It's not fun to watch shaky footage or, or boring footage. I watch or, it all. I'm like. Yeah. Did we do that really? Well, you know, if you go to the zoo and you film the monkeys for an hour, like, oh, yeah, maybe it seems cool at the moment. But 10 years later, you're like, gosh, I don't want to watch monkeys. How many for monkey an pictures? Hour. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to talk about um, how families can be better, better, better family units. All right. We'll be right back. Hey, who's taking care of your air conditioner? If you don't have somebody good, give me a call. My name's Kyle. I've been doing air conditioning in Flagler County for 13 years. I'm now with Quantum AC. We look forward to being your air conditioning company. If you haven't had a checkup in a while, you really should. Call Kyle's cell phone number anytime. Okay. I'm Joe Wright, Quantum AC, part of the Quantum family. 586-9039. I look forward to your call. 586-9039. 
So I wanted to come back to Pompos where I live and they gave me the opportunity to work with them. What we're trying to do is really help provide more efficiency in how government officials are being able to see their data and so that they can also improve the type of um, decision making. Welcome back. We are here with Townsend Russell, the 100% dad. I mean, he is all about it. So um, tell us a little bit about the book that you're actually working on. Are you allowed to talk about it? Uh, well, I don't think there's any legal uh, things oh. to stop me. So it's going to be called uh, Good Dad to Great Dad. And so the premise of that one's going to be, uh, you know, our target audience is going to be dads that are there, dads that are present, um, and dads that are kind of following the traditional trajectory of fathers. Um, and how do we take them from just uh, either an okay or a good dad, maybe even a slightly less involved dad, um, to an amazing father, a great father, a, a dad that can leave a legacy and really, uh, you know, change his family tree and, and set up his family for future success. Because, you know, a, a lot of my theory is it's not just about now, but it's just about like how do we how do we do such a good job raising our kids that not only do we have a good relationship, but that they actually turn out to be good parents, yes. that that my sons become good fathers themselves, that, um, you know, if I had daughters, my daughters marry good men that are good fathers. You guys, um, I mean, you're really like the first person in somebody's life like that, like a young lady. You know, you're the first one in her life that she, you know, looks up to as a, as a male role model. And even your sons, they learn how to be men. Absolutely. And you're being watched all the time. What you say is being analyzed. And so, I mean, there's, a, there's you can get into a myriad of dynamics there. But, um, you know, you, you know, as a father, you can't – and, and most people know this. You can't be uh, – you know, do as I say, not as I do. Exactly. Like you're being watched. And, and if you're faking it, if you're putting on a facade for your kids or for your family or even for the outside world, but then when you go home, you act a different way, like that's being noticed too. And while kids are at a very real sense pretty gullible when they're little um, for a couple of reasons, A, they're young, they don't have perspective, but B, like you, your world is what they know. Like everything, every way they're raised, it, you could raise a child in captivity, like in a dog age, and they'll think that normal until they don't because that's their life. Um, and, but once they get a, a different perspective, kind of everything changes. So once they, that's why when kids get older, they start to rebel a little bit. They see different, they see other parenting aspects. They see what else is out there in the world, and they're comparing you to that. And they can, they'll real quick figure out if you are a fraud, if you're, if you're kind of a BSer, if you're, you know, pretending to be a good church going, nice, kind person that's helpful to the community, but at home you're, you're, you're cruel monster. and abusive. <laughs> um, they'll notice those things real quick. Um, so how do you think, um, you know, because all of us are so busy in our daily lives, you know, people are working you. Yours is a little different because you, you hustled so hard in the beginning. You know, you were able to do that. But for dads who are having to work every single day and then come home, you know, sometimes it's hard for them. They just want to sit down on the couch, decompress for a little while. How do they be present? So I'm okay with decompression. Um and I guess it depends how you, you like I said, you have, you have so many variables here. Cause are you talking a blue collar father or a white collar father or someone that works at home? Uh, what kind of job are you on? Are you on the road trucker? Are you in the military? So all these things have different variables to them. Um, I'm okay with decompression and we're also going to have to face the fact that, um, you have to be involved. Like you're going to have to make sacrifices for yourself. It's not all about you anymore. You can't just, you can't just say it's all about how does dad feel? Like sometimes you're tired and yeah, you, you, you should still play with your kids. 
Like when you come home exhausted, I don't mind if you use like, and we suggest using like, if you got drive time, use your drive time. If you want to jam out the Metallica or whatever <laughs> it is, like, like do it, like create a transition period. We, when I was working from home, that was a very difficult thing for me. And it still is to this day. Cause I am with my family three sixty five uh, 24 seven. Um, it's hard to create those separations. And so, you know, I'm not opposed to, all right, you're done work. All right, let's, let's transition somehow. I would advise against, you know, get on a phone playing games. Cause then like, it's hard to pull yourself away from that. Yeah. It's more of an but if you want to listen to music or just, uh, zone Go out, the gym for half an you, hour. Yeah. You just find a way to shift gears. Um, and it, it, for the most part, it needs to be a conscious decision. It needs to be okay. Like I'm going from work mode, whether it's, you know, corporate executive or laying bricks or whatever it is, I'm going from work mode to dad mode and husband mode, um, and make that, Make make it like a more tangible shift in your brain, um, and then go be involved. And if you're tired, plow through it. We get tired, yeah. <laughs> you, and you play with your kids. And when you know, when you're young, you're wrestling. You should, you should wrestle and play with your kids. What Absolutely. Kind of, what kind of feedback do you get from dads? I mean, when they read your stuff, or are they are they like encouraged by what you say? Well, that's the goal. That's the goal. You know, our main pl- our main uh, tagline is encouragement and wisdom for dads. Um, so when we put out somehow encourage a father or provide some sort of wisdom for father. Uh, for a father. Um, it's not, you know, most of the time it's well received. Most of the time it's encouraging. Um, there's certainly going to be examples where, um, you know, a father who feels like he's coming up short is frustrated by some of the advice we give where does just straight up doesn't agree with it. And, you know, I have no problem having those conversations. And sometimes in that specific scenario, that guy's right with his disagreement. Yeah. Um, and you have to tailor things to your life and, and what you think is best uh, for your family and for you. Um, Was your dad but, an inspiration for you? Yes. Uh, we don't have the best relationship. So it was, it was inspiration on the other side of it. Um, so it, it was motivation. There are some things, you know, and every father, uh, and every son probably has this. There's some things he did really well and there's some things he did really bad. Um, and so, you know, as a father, and that's something I, we even in that book recommend dads do and moms as well, kind of sit down and talk with your spouse and sit there and say, Hey, when I was a kid, like, what are the things I liked that my parents did that I want to replicate? But also, what are the things my parents did that drove me crazy, that I hated, that made me resent them, that, that caused problems in our life? And those things, let's consciously uh, work together to not replicate. I think that's awesome. Uh, and, well, communication is, is huge, both in the marriage and, and creating a family. But if you just kind of ignore it and hope for the best, it's it's not the best plan. So being very conscious about those things is is a wise decision. And that's both from, from fatherhood and motherhood standpoint, because uh, especially in that particular, uh, that particular area, it's so easy for us, even though we don't like what our fathers did or even what our mothers did, it's what we grew up in. So it's kind of, it's kind of ingrained in us. And so even though we might not like it, we might find ourselves saying that or doing that anyway. And then we realize kind of like in, in, in retrospect, (laughs) we're like, Oh shoot. Like, I don't want to be that way, but it's just, and a lot of the default is that's who I am. And, of course, we can always change who we are. We can always be a better version. It's not always easy. Um, and, you know, that's 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 a scenario where, you know, I don't think dad should be, um, what is that, I guess, too prideful. Like, I think you should be able to tell your kids, listen, I screwed up there. I, I, shouldn't, have, I shouldn't have treated you that way. I shouldn't have answered you that way. Uh, this is what I should have done um, and, and have those conversations. Now, of course, that's going to be at an age-appropriate level. Um, but don't but, wait too long until it's too late. Well, exactly. Well, and here's the thing. We talked to fathers that, you know, sometimes their kids are grown and it kind of it was too late, but it's also not too late right now. So That's we, right. we, the, the, you know, what do, what do they say? The best time to uh, plant a tree was 30 years ago. The second best time is today. 
Dude, that's awesome. Are you like a you're like a psychologist, adventurer, like Family Guy, all wrapped into one? <laughs> Thank you. Except when you say Family Guy, it makes me think of the show. Yeah, which is uh, a hilarious show, but wildly inappropriate for what we're trying to do. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, where can people go and find your um, information about you? One hundred dad dot com, one zero zero d a d dot com. Um, most of our social media profiles, like on Instagram and Facebook, are at one hundred dad. So that's at one zero zero d a d. Yeah, that's 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 where almost all of our stuff's going to be. All right. One last word of wisdom. What would it be? What's your one advice? Piece of advice. Time is everything. The more time you can spend, the better. And so I would make sacrifices today in your in your social calendar and, and your hobbies and things like that and prioritize spending time with wife and kids uh, over maybe some of the things you even want to do or find a way to incorporate them into your hobbies and to uh, the things you want to do. All right. You heard it here first. Thank you, Townsend. Thank you. <laughs> All right, you guys. Uh, we just give a shout out to Coastal Cloud, Joe Wright, and the Quantum Family of Businesses, WNZF, and Flagger News Weekly for sponsoring our show. Ooh, and I hope you guys will have a great week, and we'll see you next weekend.